This episode of Not All Podcasts Were Capes is sponsored by Shadow Boxes by James. Combining the love of arts and crafts with comic books and collecting, Shadow Boxes by James is the perfect gift for every fanboy and fangirl in your life. Visit shadowboxesbyjames.com and use the promo code NOTALLPODS, that's all one word, for 15% off your purchase today. And now for the podcast that's auditioning for the new Guardians of the Globe. This is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Up, hey everybody, hi. Hello, <laughs> hi, welcome back. <laughs> Ariadne's already rolling her eyes. No, uh, I'm not. No, no it's uh, all a good time. Uh, uh, it's all about a good time over here because I'm super pumped for this episode. I am too. You guys? Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited to to enjoy new Yeah, it's a new IP, it's content. it's a new property and, and this is uh this is a really uh it's a good show. It's a good television show. Of course, we're talking about Invincible on uh, uh, the new animated, um, the new animated uh, superhero show that was based on the comic book by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker and and Ryan Otley. Those are your three main main guys. So Robert Kirkman, you know, is the writer of Walking Dead, and. Uh, yeah, he wrote Invincible back in 2003, 2004. It's 144 issues. The The comics are done, so you can go and read the entire thing if you want to. How many issues? And it's 144 issues. That seems like a lot. So, yeah, so it ran for like 15 years. What? Yeah, so it, it just ended recently, like 2017, 2018, right around there. Um, yeah, and, and I only just read it. Uh, in 2017 when I read it I heard that they were winding down and I'm like you know what I really like The Walking Dead the comic not the show I've, I've fallen off the show um, you know and I was a big fan of Robert Kirkman and I heard him in interviews and he just seems like a, a cool guy like just the way he talks he's really funny and just very personable so I said let me give him a shot on something else and I picked up Invincible because I had heard about it and everybody's like yeah it's pretty good it's not bad and uh the first trade paperback I really really enjoyed, and I just were I was buying them like three or four at a time, and just having them ready to go. And there's like I think seventeen or eighteen total, and uh, yeah, I really really like this comic. What about you guys? I dig it. I dig it. And you know what? When uh, I didn't, re- you know, of course I hear the name Kirkman, and I'm like, oh yeah, but I didn't make a connection to The Walking Dead. But once you we were talking, you're like, yeah, Kirkman, the guy who did. Oh yeah, right, Walking Dead. Then I can see the similarities, and the similarities I'm feeling are in the interpersonal, like side conversations that aren't directly involved in the superheroics or killing zombies. Right? You have this kind of uh, the pacing about pe- people are just like kind of like they sit down and have conversations, and they're very like heartfelt, and the pay and the pay the pacing is the pacing is similar. When, you know, in The Walking Dead, the violence comes quick, you know, the violence comes quick and it's intense, just like in the show, the violence is quick and intense, you know, um, and I kind of, I, I feel that and that that's a lot of what I liked about um, um, Walking Dead is you, you begin to, you care about the characters, right? You care about the people. Right. The, the best part about that is the people like when they're fighting zombies, it's just all right, this just throw some actions in here and, and get the story moving. Um, if you've never read The Walking Dead, I highly recommend you go read it. It's really awesome. And uh, 
you know, even if you know what happens, like based on your knowledge, of it's the different show though. It, it, I still recommend right. you go read the book. Yeah, because they remixed a lot of stuff for the show, and it's just it, it it's so much better. Like, don't knock it off as oh, it's a comic book, whatever. It's really great storytelling, and like as T was saying, the dialogue is the best part of The Walking Dead to me. There's some really really great monologues and speeches in there, and uh, you know, if you. If you've never read Rick's "I Am the Walking," uh, Rick, yeah, Rick's "Walking Dead," uh, "I Am the Walking Dead" monologue, go go check that out. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and this and this you know this this uh, parallels that too. The second thing about this uh, this um, uh, show, it has like the most amazing uh, voice actor cast that like I think I've ever seen in an animation. It's pretty stacked. It's unbelievable. It's, it's yeah, get Ariane. Yeah, yeah, and I was gonna say before. I mean, obviously, this is continuing the trend of getting celebrities to voice people in animated shows. It used to be um, Casey Kasem yeah. was in everything. <laughs> yeah, and and Mel Blanc, and Frank and, Welker. Yeah, yeah, people who were you know literally just voice actors i i mean i've i've said for for years that billy west should be as famous as mel blunk is i mean for some people he he is um but he he's not the type of person you'd get for a show like this for here they they went for a lot of like really big names you know steven young is the is is invincible um yeah mark Grayson. yeah he's yeah, the lead yeah. yeah and you know he he just got nominated for an oscar <laughs> Uh, J.K. Simmons plays Omni Man. He is an Oscar winner. Sandra O. Oh, Emmy winner. You know these are big names, huge people um, on the show voicing voicing the. And, and you know these yeah. are these you're talking about like the leads, but as you go down the IMDb list, it continues just to be like oh, oh crap, oh, there died. it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, here. I won't read the character who they're playing, but here's a couple names, right? So Zazie Beats, you guys know her as Domino. No, no, who? Uh, I mean, I Billy don't know Jacobs, her. Who, Domino in, in, in Deadpool, in Deadpool two. two. Oh, I didn't see Deadpool two. And she was in Joker. Yeah. She played. That's the, right. She was in Joker. She played the pretty I was girl. Say songbird, that... not not Songbird, the, the the one that sings in the club. No, no, no. you're thinking of. Um... That's not her. No, that's not her. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> am, I yeah. am, I, am I the fool right here? Wait, yes. wait, hold on. Now I gotta look all, it up. All black women aren't the, the same, Zeth- Spade. Oh, yeah. What's going on here, bro? Implicit bias. And first off, you think of you mean oh. Canary? Black Canary. Canary. Black yeah, Canary. Canary. She was in yeah, black uh, Lovecraft Country. She was in right, Lovecraft. Right. Country. What's, what's that actress's name? Jesse. Uh, no, Jesse was is her brother. You're thinking of. Um... Oh wait, you said Joker. I'm thinking of Birds of Prey. That that's no, why. no I believe you, yeah. bro. I'm there for you. <laughs> okay, right. She was right. the one that he was in love right, with in right. Joker. That, you yeah. know what? That he may or may I'm not. I'm gonna have defend because you know what? Harley Quinn is in there, and Harley Quinn. That I could see the mistake there. Like what? what Walton Goggins. Walton. Yeah. Go- Walton. He's like in everything. He's like he's like. <laughs> Uh, he was in Ant Man too. He's, he's he's definitely a character. Oh, he's actor. awesome! Yeah. Everything he's in, it's Hateful Eight. He was the Shield sidekick, the Chick sidekick in the Chickless, the Chickless in the Shield. That was a great. Show. Did you guys? Ever I watch watched. A, I watched. My brother was watching it like back it's in the day, really and I good. watched a few episodes with him. 
his character is one of the best characters. That's how I got in, uh, you know, interested in him. He he played a, in um, Sons of Anarchy. He was he was really good in that too. But um, anyway, some more names: Zachary Kinto, right? Mark Hamill. Zachary Kinto. Fred Zachary Hamilton? Kinto is the Spock in the movies yes. and the, the reboot movies, right? Yeah, Z- Zachary Kinto is the is the robot. Um, Mark Hamill plays the, the the tailor, the suit maker that makes invincible suit. Um, Mahershala Ali. Who did Ali. what? Who was that? What was that last one? Mark Hamill. He oh, plays the tailor plays that makes tailor. invincible suit. Oh, because I was like, did that character show up yet? Jason Manzukis stealing every every scene he's in as Rex Explode so and funny. and because you know that that's the perfect character cause, for him because uh, yeah. Kate my wife my wife Kate watches uh, <laughs> I did it right I'm gonna get it. Uh, the white uh, guy she like we listen to uh, how did this get made Kate loves how did this get made I really like it the only problem I have with how did this get made is. I can't sit and, and, and listen to about a movie I've never seen before. You know, I was like that too. But then I, f- I find like movies that I haven't seen, it's just as funny as movies. Oh, I really? Seen. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because like, they're yeah, funny. Just, I'm yeah. more into like the, 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 the banter. Yeah. And they're, they're uh, just Jason Manzukis, what's his name? And his, and his wife. Um, anyway, they, they, um, Paul Shear. Paul Shear. Paul Shear yeah. 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 Um, they uh that that's a great show and and they were talking about it and Kate was like oh my gosh all right I'll watch that Jason Manzuka is he is great as Rex Blode I mean you hear Jason Manzuka there's no there's nobody else that could be you know uh he, he is, his yeah, voice yeah. is very distinctive and he's he's still yeah. like whatever if he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine or whatever it is he's like anything he's in he's just like in it's just place. like he 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 makes me laugh in the good place yeah. yeah. So Jason Manzukis is awesome. Um, we do have some. There's some Broadway people here too, which I actually um, was excited to to see. Um, uh, what's his name? Kevin Michael Richardson. He voices the Mahler twins. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Rannells. He voices uh, Invincible's best friend. Um, and Andrew Rannells is a. He was in the the Book of Mormon. He uh, he originated that on Broadway. Um, and it, I don't, I don't think Jonathan Groff has showed up yet, but Jonathan Groff is going to be, uh, on the show No, if you look at the IMDb, there's a couple characters with, with, and actors and actresses here that they haven't Yeah, I saw a a name that might be a spoilers. Don't go in and read, uh, uh, read stuff, like, too deep down. Michael Dorn, Worf from Star Trek, the next generation himself. Is a battle beast. <laughs> that battle beast was the one that fought. Uh... No, ba- battle beast. I don't think showed up yet. Yeah, ba- battle beast. Right, is I love Michael character. Dorn. Uh, and oh. and the my my favorite character in the entire um the entire show. My favorite character so far in the entire show. Uh, is voiced by Clancy Brown, uh, Damien Darkblood. Yes, I was going to bring him out. Mr. Krabs himself. So, <laughs> it's so funny. Watch it, you know, because like I said, I read the comic like four years ago at this point. I'm like, what is Hellboy slash Constantine doing in here? I totally forgot about this character in the comic. I, you yeah. said Hellboy slash Constantine. I, totally I was going to say Etrigan the Demon slash the Question. You know, 
Yeah, I was thinking the right, question. right. Yeah, he's it's great, and and whenever he's on there, and then everybody has a little bit of uh, mist coming out of their mouth, you know. When, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. Of yeah. He makes the right, room cold right. whenever he he's said in that it. was, and it's yeah. like uh, how he talks and everything like that. That's a, that's a really really good character. He doesn't talk in like full right. sentences. It's it's a interesting. Uh, kind of character he is and and then you go why are you uh, i'm really invested yeah. in this mystery that the show has set up for us and it's not even a mystery because i mean i mean obviously the mean, motivation is the mystery right yeah yeah i mean obviously if if people are watching i hope they they know we're going to be talking about spoilers right yeah Cue spoiler yeah, alert 3.0 to, get to the get much, uh get the spoiler right, alert ready go. <laughs> um but but yeah, one wait. There's one one actor that that we missed that that's one of our favorites, John Hamm. John oh, Hamm yeah. is the cop right in the beginning. That's at the, right. At the White the, House. Yeah, with his and kid. He, and he's in the second yeah. episode too with his son, right? Standing when they go outside. to when they go to Buckingham Palace, that's him. Oh my gosh, I'm going even was farther down. That was him. D, uh, Jimon Hansu, Ezra Miller, The Flash. Ezra Miller is in this. Lenny yeah. James. Uh oh, Lenny James is Darkwing. Let's go full spoilers. If if you're listening, we're we're gonna ruin it because a lot of the characters that you just mentioned, T, these are the dollar store uh, Justice League, basically the, the knockoff, the Guardians of the Globe, right? Yeah, every so, every character has uh, a direct analog to the Justice League. You know, um, Omni Man is Superman. Battle Battle Woman, Battle Woman. She's like Wonder, Wonder Woman. War, 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 War Woman, Woman. right? There's a, there's a fish guy yeah. who's Aquaman. Yep, yeah, Aquarius. So these are all voiced by people that were in The Walking Dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and, and it's funny. Like, Robert Kirkman was on two other podcasts that I listened to recently. Um, the ID10T podcast, and he was on uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is the Kevin Smith podcast, where they interviewed them. And he was basically saying that he brought back like all these people from The Walking Dead to basically kill them off again. Like basically, they oh, all died on The Walking so Dead. He cruel. thought it would be hilarious to have them voice people. In and then this they show all kill die so horribly in the first and episode. If, and if you look at that, yeah. So, how did you guys perceive that twist? I'm, I'm interested in finding that out. I, I mean, I didn't know it was gonna be that violent. I was not prepared. Like I'm just like watching this cartoon show, and obviously, I knew it was gonna be a bit more contemporary a bit more modern but then when it turned into like those anime gore things that you know like how that that section in kill bill like that small little section in kill bill that's animated and it's super violent yeah i'm sure there's a name for that type of anime i'm sure there's a name for it and i don't know what it's called but it's super gory and i was like I was shocked. I was like, holy crap. And I'm really invested. Like, I, I say it's a mystery, but it's not really a mystery to the audience because we know Omni-Man is, is responsible for killing all the heroes. But we, we obviously don't exactly know why. Like, why would he do this? And I, I mean, I have maybe an idea, but I can't exactly be sure why. What What about you, T? Were you surprised? Um, Because I... I I knew that because when Invincible first came out, 
I remember the buzz about it, and they were saying, no, it's not just a regular superhero. you got to read it because there's some big surprises. So I was ready f- I was ready for a big surprise, you know. Um, so I didn't, I mean, um, it was, it was good. I, I think they did, they did a good setup. I, and I'm happy because if it wasn't, if it didn't have that level, I was afraid it was kind of, oh, this is really tropey. And they were going through all the tropes and I go, okay, you know, and it's fine. It's good. It's fine. Um, but it, it, you know, building to that, you know, um, that first episode, it was very much, Oh, are we gonna have to see you know Uncle Ben shot again? Kind of thing that like it's it's very much a mix of Superman slash Spider Man right, origin right. stories. Like so so you know pick cherry picking the best part. Um, uh, um, I I really I really dig in the very beginning, the very first episode. It was like you know they were just hitting all those regular marks, but then at the end of it, when you know when the hammer dropped, uh. Um, it was it was really good and it gave a it kind of it all of a sudden it like you story wise you put on your 3D glasses and I'm not talking about just the gore of it you know because the gore was there and you know there's a certain thing that you know a, a lot of people dig that and I think that was fine and it's appropriate here I think I dug it here because the gore was juxtaposed to the rest of the story so it was appropriate a lot of times it's not just for shock value and then when that happened all of a sudden the stakes became completely different in the show that you were led to believe if you if you came in blind that it was just oh it's just another superhero story um and one of the things that in terms of the animation style um don't come in expecting the animation of something like Into the Spider-Verse because that is something that was like, that was like the, the Bayou tapestry of so finely made that, you know what I mean? You can't... That's the new, that's right, the new right. golden standard. So when you're watching this, what you see is a very... It's not bad, and I'm not saying it's bad, but what I'm saying, it's a very like industrialized animation techniques that it's very lean... In terms of its frame rates, in terms of you see, if you if you if you look at um, <laughs> there's a fish guy. See, see, I, I I have the comics. I'm I'm holding up to the camera right now so they can see the the artwork on the show right. mimics the comic to a right. T. Like that's one thing I really appreciated. It actually looks just like the comic down to the last. I, I think. Which I, I thought was the, pretty great. The char- I'm not saying, necessarily see. talking about the character design. A lot of the framing is really great. I, I think I like the framing, and and the pacing and everything. But in just in terms of the, just the pure animation thing, if you pay attention, you see how very how little is really moving. You know, it's very they they kind of dial back as much movement as possible, and and that's to to so it's affordable, right? And I think that. This case, I mean, I like that. It feels kind of like right, comic right, right, right. in that way. It feels like, like you know, like when you take a, when you flip through a flip book and all, all the how the animation kind of moves. I mean, it doesn't feel quite that choppy, but I still like it. And and I'm I'm someone who really loves 2D animation, especially now how everything is going to be 3D animation. I mean, the the Space Jam trailer dropped this week, and I was like mad i mean obviously the movie's not going to be great the first one wasn't a good movie the new one is going to probably be 
about the same. But I was like low key mad. I was like, great, they're gonna have 3D animated Looney Tunes on here, and I was just like, stupid. So I any anytime I can see proper. I don't want to say proper. Anytime I can see 2D animation, I'm happy to see it because I know it, it, it's 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 few and far between in in major places these days. I, I know, I, I and I don't think I was criticizing the animation for that. I don't think I described it as choppy. I, I think it's 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 a very lean animation style that I can I can see. See, you mean like like backgrounds aren't moving, but yeah, characters like, are moving. Yeah, like, and if the character's thing. not saying anything, the character's not moving, and and like they the, when when you see a character like walking, like a lot of times when the mom's walking, you see it's kind of like it. It's um, I am happy about it because it made it to the screen that this kind of like ambitious story, and it is a big, sweeping, ambitious story, you know. Um, um, I right now, and and you're talking about Justice League analogs. I think these first three episodes are better than the Snyder Cut. Period. You know what I mean? It's like I, I sorry, <laughs> sorry. I I'm 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 far like everything I mean... <laughs> that the Snyder Cut didn't have in terms of character development. Oh my gosh, that mom by we're the, getting the, the mom Sandra here. Oh. How how like. That's a real character. Lovely. That is a real, fully yeah. developed character. I joked before we started that Invincible as a show, I think, is what Zack Snyder sees in his head as what he thinks his Justice League looks like or what it should look like. Because every time he talks about, like, oh, in my Justice League movie, you know, Batman could kill people. And he's just like, hey, we get in this thing where... uh the Superman analog literally <laughs> murdered the entire uh, Justice like League, Justice right. League in one fell swoop, and it looked like insane. And I was just like, "Wow, I'm invested in this." It looked way better than the than the nightmare sequence in 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 the Snyder cut. Yeah, I I think so. Here, like back in February, we ran a poll on Twitter, right? What are you most excited for in March? And we had Falcon and Winter Soldier. Godzilla vs. King Kong, Invincible, and the Snyder Cut. I was excited for Invincible the most, and personally, I think Invincible is the best thing out of all all four of those, to be honest with you. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and so far, I've seen all of them, and Invincible is the one that's honestly probably impressed me the most. So there's eight episodes, um, and we're halfway through right now. We've seen the first four. Um, I really like what they're doing for someone who read the comics, like, when I saw the first episode, I was shocked by the ending, too, because that happens later down the line, and I really thought they were going to end the season with that and have the big twist be that Omni-Man's the bad guy or there's something else going on here kind of thing and just kind of end the season with that. So the fact that they put that at the first episode, I was like, oh, my God, I need to watch the second episode right now. So I watched the first two when it came out on Thursday because they, they dropped them early, even though they advertised Friday. It actually came out Thursday. And I had a feeling because coming to America, they did the same thing. And with the boys, they did the same thing. Even though they advertised they were coming out on that Friday, that Thursday, I think it was like 8 or 9 o'clock, they were on there. And I just happened to look around 8.30, and I know I texted you guys. I'm like, hey, Invincible is out already. Do you, do you, do you think they did that so that the servers wouldn't crash? 
because all of a sudden it would get out for the people who I gotta watch this. Once people noticed it was out early, though, it could have the same thing could have happened, you know, because everybody would have been rushing to see. Not it. everybody, not you know what I mean. So even if you, you, you if you, it's like numbers game, right? Because if you if you uh, if you push it and you do that, it's kind of that's why I think that might be the reason they don't want the servers to crash. Eight o'clock our time is five o'clock Pacific time, so people are still working on the West Coast at that time. So maybe people can't rush home and watch it. I mean, by the time I sat down to watch it, it was like probably 9, 9.30. And I watched the first two episodes that day. But I didn't have any issues in terms of like lagging or, um, you know, worrying about anything crashing. But I think it's a good story. I, I think it was a really good. I think, uh, Ariane, you were texting about the texting in our text thread about this. Um, it's a really good story a decision to bring that that murder scene um, until the end of the first episode because you were saying yeah yeah, yeah. what were you saying about that that it kind of puts the burden on the audience to know oh like this huge horrible secret like we don't know the full story like i said we don't know why he did this but the audience knows that omni-man killed the guardians of the globe um and so it's kind of like, is he going to get away with it? Is he going to get found out? You know, we already know, like, there's a, there's a lot of heat on him. Um, but it's just like, is his family going to find out? Like, what's going to happen? Um, it, it, it leaves a lot. And I like how this show, it's, kind of, it's multiple genres in one. It's a mystery. It's like a, a little bit of a noir in a way, kind of. Um, it's a high school. Right, drama. right. It's a romance. The high school there's, drama, there's right. A, there's a little romantic subplot with... Uh, uh, with Mark, I think that's that's the main character's name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that's the only the only thing I like. Com- I don't care for of? is the the high school thing. You know what I mean? It's uh, but it's I, it's cute. Listen, it's, it's, I'm a high school teacher. Important. If I'm in high school, I should be getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to kids' troubles. But, but listen, but it's important. Where's my check? It's important to to like you know. Listen, but like when someone's a teenager and they're a superhero, this stuff is also yeah, important course, to course. them, you I'm know. Teasing. And obviously, he has this struggle to like, you know, he has this little girlfriend uh, where he's like, "Do uh, I tell her my secret identity?" There's a love triangle. Uh, there's there's a lot of things going on in this show. It's juggling a lot of uh, things and it's doing a lot of them really well. But and and that's you know, in this new streaming world, right? That's the realignment, this space between film, like a two-hour film, uh, and then a 24-hour season that would have taken place in, let's say, 1990s still, right? And you have these kind of things where you could dive into the character more, and the story can take as long as it needs to tell the tale and and develop these characters. And, and, And just for... The way they've developed these characters, it's, 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 uh, it's really great. Yeah, and they're they're blowing through story pretty quick. Like, pretty much the entire first episode is the first trade paperback. Trade paperbacks like six issues, right? Yeah, six issues. How many issues did you say altogether? There's one forty four, but towards the end they were doing like two issues a month. Somebody quick pull out a car- uh, calculator. Uh, <laughs> you know, the last I think like. Two or three trade paperbacks are double size because there's more issues. They were doing like two issues a month kind of thing or longer issues. So um, th- th- there's a little more. But yeah, the, the first trade paperback is, I think, one through six. I know it. I saw that somewhere um, 
or one through five, something like that. Um, but I I was shocked at how fast it w- it was moving, to be honest with you. But I I like it because it's more of a linear storytelling that they're going with in the the actual show, and you're getting a feel for all these characters. And I I really like a lot of the what is it the teen teen team right right right, right teen right. team yeah they're like yeah, the teen so like titans the, the teen titans not <laughs> right. right so those are are they're really good characters like i like what are they um, doing with the robot though it's, it's hard. you know it's like even that it's yeah, like you're like oh he's really him. good he's a great leader and that's a good choice and i was like that's my favorite character and now i'm just like oh no is he not my favorite character anymore <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't know. Really interesting. And, and, I mean, you saw the end of this. It's big, big spoilers. Big spoilers. Who the hell is that baby in a jar with the, with the thing? <laughs> I'm like, yo. What is he right? doing? Like, right? what? What is robot doing? What is what is he doing with with that blood sample from from Redsplode? Like, what's going and, on and first there? First of all, first of all, though, I love that he's a robot and his name is just Robot. It's not robot. like the robot or, or robot, robot man or, or any or Mr. Roboto. Anything. It's just it's just robot. I I I like saying it like like Zoidberg robot. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, on the, on the Goldbergs, um, he would call it a, a robot, <laughs> which, which which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Je- um, Jeff Garland. <laughs> but I, I'm no, but, I'm noticing too. Um, you know, obviously Robert Kirkman, he's a creator and a and he's a producer on the show. But so are Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Um, so th- they're supposed to be doing a live action movie of this. Are you serious? Yeah. So they originally pitched this as a live action, and then somehow Amazon or Robert Kirkman went to Amazon and pitched the idea to do this as a show, and they were into it because it followed very similarly to like The Boys. Maybe that's why they decided on animated instead because of the boys, so it wouldn't be compared too much. I mean, maybe, but they. Uh, I mean, Seth uh, Seth Rogen is a producer on the boys too. Oh, oh, wow! So he's got that connection, kind of thing. So, but as far as I know, they're still making the movie. I don't think Invincible would have ever made it to live action. It was so niche to kind of bring it to the popular consciousness. It would need such a huge budget. You know, it would. That's the kind of shit they should have given to Zack Snyder to do. Right, yeah, yeah, to no, be quite yeah. honest. <laughs> but then Zack Snyder would have messed this, this up too. That's, like, if, let, probably no. he would he would have misunderstood. But you know what? Him doing Omni Man, I honestly would have liked to see that. Is it? A, it wait, does Omni Man look like how he does in the comics? Like, I'm like, why does he look like J. Jonah Jameson? Uh, no, he looks just like here. Look, I'll hold up this comic. That's him on the cover. Oh my god! So he looks like J. Jonah I mean, Jameson, and they're like, we have to get J.K. Looks, Simmons to voice him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Another another cast another cast thing. Uh, Sonequa Martin Green, who is in people know her from Walking Dead. She's like the lead in the new uh, Star Trek series Star Discovery, Trek. right? She's great. She plays uh, yeah. Michael Burnham, um, uh, and, and Lieutenant. She keeps on changing her. I was going to say Captain or Lieutenant or whatever. I, I'm not sure what her rank is at this point, but but she's great. Either way, you right, salute, right. right? He, he, she's great, and then just like the, the just the the, the cast. Is... Yeah, but she 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 has a small. I mean, she obviously she appears in the first episode. She's one of the heroes that gets gets killed. But I wonder if there's gonna be an opportunity to like bring them back, or get like a like a flashback of some sort. But I don't well, know. See, that's why I liked what they did in the beginning when they showed them saving the White House because 
I think the first oh, time that yeah. they show up in the comic is when they're being summoned and then they're killed right away. Okay. So it's like, wait, that's one, that's Wonder Woman, that's Batman showing up, like literally. You get that's to what see the, you get to see them in action, and you think like, oh wow, like we're gonna get a show of all these superheroes, and it's just like, right, nope, right, yeah, because then they're, they're gone, right? They're they're in the beginning, then you don't see them again until the end when they actually show up. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what do you think? I mean, you probably know because you've read the comics, and and they're gonna get into that. But I'm wondering, it's just like the T. What do you think is his angle? Like, why do you think he did that? So, so like, I think everything he said. What is it? Not Vitruvi. He's not from Vitruvian Man. I'm so Viltrum. I keep on saying Viltrum. Vitruvian, like Vitruvian Man, like Leonardo da Vinci. Like Vitruvian yeah. Man. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it. I, so I think everything he said. To his son about his home planet um, is true, but it's packaged in a way that sounds benevolent. So what it is is he's to, he, you know, they send out all these people to take over the entire world. Now he fell in love and he had a kid, and and he goes, oh, it all changed for me. But I think it has to do something. Maybe are is is a planet compatible? with their home planet it um, and then there was the one episode where uh where the teen team is fighting all the the monsters coming through right yeah. the is that first aliens. episode or second yeah. episode so second, second episode. episode so uh and then at the end omni-man goes through and he goes you're not going to take over this planet it's kind of like it's my planet to take over it's not your planet to take over right so he's he's planning on taking over the planet and you know, and I know this. It's going to be far more complex than this, but I think in the simple version is he took out the the Justice League analog just to so there could be nobody to oppose him, right? But maybe that's 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 super simple, a simplistic kind of thing. I guess, but I think he has an ego thing too. Like at the funeral, at the funeral, he gives that speech like, "Who will be left to protect you?" And he's like, "I will." And I'm just like, "Who?" says that at a funeral but then his wife <laughs> then his wife goes you know what you've kind of changed and and he's this yeah. guy right and you know and she she seems to like and she even said she's like she doesn't look like seem like the kind of person who would like be enamored to douchebaggery right so so like did something snap or change in him is it all of a sudden but then he kind of is too, right? When they go on their date and there's yeah. the, the alien attack she and says he's that like, he, that's not my right. problem. Because, no, and she says that he dumped her. She dumped him after the first right. date. I forget for I forget what was the exact reason. She said that she dumped him after the first date, but then she says she gave him a second chance. Right, so he must have done something right that after saved, that, right? She said that after she saw him save a child. And that's why she gave him a so, second chance. So all of a sudden you see somebody saving the child and then all of a sudden you okay, sure, I'll spend oh, the next no, I remember. years of my life with her. She what she I the reason she said she dumped him after their first date was because he wanted her to like worship him for like And she wouldn't. You know, be like and she wouldn't. So she was just like, Well, screw you, you're you're an egomaniac and clearly right. he is. He's an egotistical, you know, uh jerk. Um well, well, but I mean, you're a god amongst men, right? That's yeah, what it yeah. is. Like, I'm so above all you people. You don't know anything that's out there. I'm and, like, he, and he's all-powerful. He's the strongest, right. you know, hero that there is. Obviously, he took down 
the whole Guardians of the Globe by himself, which but is he, he, insane. But he got, you know, you know, it was tough. It wasn't like it wasn't like a you know. He didn't you know. die, but it's like it's like almost. He like had to he work. He had to he work for win. that, so he's not like completely infallible. But it's it, but still, it's like right. he knew he would win, and it was part of his plan to get all beat up. Did like he that know he was going to win? Wanted to take the heat off of him. I think so. He wanted to take the heat. Maybe off there's him. some kind of obligation from his home planet that he has to all of a sudden do something. Say so because because it all changed when. He thought he was complacent all the way up to the point when his son got his powers. And that when when his son got the powers, everything changed. Why? I think that that's what has to do with his son. I think his motivation is his son. Because I do think he he's a father who cares about his son, even though he's clearly an egomaniac. Um, but... Once his son got his powers, and he said, like, I think in the first episode, it was just like, it would have been better off if he had never gotten right. them. Because it seems like once right. his son got his right. powers, that seemed to be the catalyst to trigger him having to kill the Guardians of the Globe. Right. And I think it has to do with protecting his son. But I can't be sure why. I'm thinking it's something like, did... did because his son manifested powers is all of a sudden there a possibility of the compatibility between the two species and the compatibility between the two species whether it's a good thing oh they are compatible so we could have more uh uh vitruvians vit, 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 vitaminians 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 um uh, uh, so it's like, it could be a good thing that, his, but that, but why, why take out the, cause now, cause you know what, now that that happened, maybe their, their human beings are now going to be a threat to, to their, to their hold on power so, because they can manifest those powers. So I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you guys if you're right or wrong, but I will say the fact that. Um, you know, Walton Goggins' character, I, uh, Cecil, Cecil, knows what's going on. I think that's going to resolve itself a lot earlier in the show than it does when you're actually reading the comic. So I'm thinking by the end of this season, you'll probably have a clear motivation of what he's up to and what's going on and where a season two might go. Um, but as f at, at this time, they haven't renewed it for season two yet. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't get renewed. I mean, this this is... Pretty great. Um, do, do do we hear any re reports about viewership? I haven't really looked into it. I'm sure if if, if it checked it out. I mean, I'm sure IMDb probably uh, has. Um, I think we'll see. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure like the more people reports. watch, the more word of mouth yeah. it gets. Because I'm telling people to watch it. I told someone today. I was like, you guys should watch that's this good. show because it's really great. Yeah. And um, has cross, you know, has crossover how... appeal too. Yeah, well, that's that's how things get popular, especially now with quarantine or, you know, whatever it is that we're doing if people are still staying at home. But, you know, movies aren't really open yet. Slowly they are, but right now you got to get people word of mouth to watch something. Um, and I'm telling people, it's like, this show is really good, so I, I recommend it. Um, does Damien Darkblood come back, Spade? Like you have to tell me because I love him. I, I swear to you, I don't remember the character from the comics. 
Are you kidding so, me? <laughs> I swear to God, when I saw him on the show, I really thought this was a character created for the show. And I'm like, wait, I have to look him up because I really don't remember him from the comics. So I'm guessing he's probably only in it in the earlier parts to try and solve the mystery of what happened to the Guardians of the Globe. Um, but they kind of resolve that with him, so I'm totally not sure if he's going to come back or not. That, that was another question I was going to ask so, you. I really is like him. How different is the show from the comic books? It, is do they do they do some really kind of rearranging, or is all the difference so, is superficial? Yeah. So the the storylines are remixed in order they're act they're doing the storylines but they're not doing them in the same way that you expect from the comics i mean the art style like we said before is there the the hyper violence is there honestly the big major difference there's like no cursing in the comic book there's there's some words that like even like the stuff that they're saying on the show like ass and things like that like none of that is in the comic which is why when you're reading the first trade paperback it's like oh this is pretty straightforward but then you get the hyper-violence, and you're like, whoa. So it's kind of like how you guys felt at the end of the first episode, where when they take out the Guardians, you're like, oh, this is totally something else. And, you know, by remixing it, it's kind of keeping me on my toes, because I'm like, I have no idea where next week's episode is going to go. Because, like, we, we just saw the episode with the the aliens when, when Mark um, takes the crew to, to Mars, and he's, like, supposed to be watching and obviously one of the pilots gets taken over by the aliens. Martians. So now he's going to come back to Earth. They're and... Martians, dude. Don't call them aliens. They're Martians. Mars. Okay. Man. <laughs> I, right. Okay. I there's, one, Anthony. there's one alien. Alan the alien, right? <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> come on, man. I thought you were more woke than this. Actually, they're, they're called sequids if you want to get technical about sequids. it, T. You know, if you really want to, if you want to sequids. call them out their name, I'll call them the, Se- the appropriate sequids. name. I feel violated. Right. So, so it's, it's like it's invasion of the body snatchers, right? Kind of thing where alien takes over this guy and he's gonna. It's come like Starro. It was like Starro. No, yeah, they, they're they're sure. little they're little like starfish, and then the tentacle came down to Starro. Okay, there you go. See, I don't know about Starro other than the. Uh, the, uh, the, the villain in the just <laughs> the um, Justice League of America number one, they fought Starro. Yeah, all right here. I'm looking up Invincible season two. Um, not uh, it's, yet. It's gonna be. It's gonna be guaranteed. It's gonna be. I hope so. I really do because if it's not, it's gonna be a huge bummer. I'll guarantee it. T firms. No. T firms. I guarantee it. <laughs> we should have like, 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 the, the like a guitar 80s guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new thing, by the way. That's coming out of our text chats. Because uh, anytime, anytime yeah. I'm like, oh, they're saying this online. People are saying this because I love the speculation and the rumors. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care if they come true or not, but that's part of the fun for me. And Ariani's like, uh, is this from a reliable source? I'm like, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm the reliable source. It doesn't source. matter. <laughs> sure. My head My can. Head can. Right? My head cannon is better than anything that they put out there. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, the the, the soundtrack. That I, I'm kind of digging on this too. There's there's some oh, like random yeah, songs in there. Oh yeah, they have really good songs. Yeah, some run the jewels and, and oh, you know what's really cool? I don't know if you guys, there. it's it's happening, but it's only kind of starting to happen. I think I don't know if it's on. It, it's because of Amazon Prime because I was just trying it. Uh, with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier doesn't happen. But when I hit pause, 
for or during uh when I hit pause during and it tells you the actors and the music it's playing. That's kind of cool. I like that because you could click on the actor and see yeah, what else yeah. they're in too, which is pretty sweet. They also have like IMDb trivia. Oh really? On oh, it, I, on I could I didn't know how to navigate yeah. around. I tried to like go to other things, but then I started rewinding. I'm like, oh, I don't want to rewind. <laughs> no, oh, no because because cool. again like I'm a, a wife guy that i am uh, kate is really really good <laughs> at uh at picking out voices of actors in an in animated things so she's like oh that's blah 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 i'm like really i i can't hear it and we we go on imdb and it's like them but it, right so now it's just like all right hold on pause i go kate who's that okay who's I that didn't who's that zachary huh? quinto right away I didn't pick up Zachary Quinto right away when I heard his robot. And then, like, once I saw that it was Zachary Quinto, I'm just like, oh, he sounds like Spock. Like, just Then it's like all I can hear. I'm just like, oh, Spock voice. Well, I mean, it's hard for the show because there's so many people in it. You're like, wait, who's this again? Who's that again? And you really, you got to look it up. And and it's pretty incredible. Yeah, and most people aren't doing like a different voice. Like I, I actually didn't notice if Mark Mark Hamill if he was doing a, a, a an affected voice or his own voice. Like I didn't notice, but most people are just doing their own voices. On, and on and show. part of the problem with with someone like Mark Hamill, he's not in it enough. That right. much. You know what I mean? He's to, only to... in it maybe like three minutes so far. The whole you know, and I, I I'm sure he's gonna come back up later. Um, but yeah, just just for. For what's aired so far, he's not he's not in it a whole lot. Yeah, I'm digging it. Um, I'm digging it. We're digging it here, and like just like hey, you know, when the next episode drops, um, I you know we're 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 looking forward to it. You know, as much as whatever's on Disney Plus or yeah. or uh, when a Bob's Burger drops or something like that. So, you know, um, this is a really good show. Yeah. Well. Uh... I guess last thing, what do you guys think of Seth Rogen as Alan the Alien? Do you guys like like Alan? <laughs> I like him. I was just like, wow, it's Seth Rogen. <laughs> I, I'm involved in the story. I don't notice with the people's voices like like immediately like that. Seth Rogen has the most distinct I, I voice of I just, all time. Like as soon as I heard it, I was just like, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I always find that that scene hilarious where they're just fighting and he's like, what are we fighting for? And he's like, oh, yeah, we could just resolve this with a conversation. And he just yeah. points out that he's been coming to the wrong place forever. <laughs> oh, like, I'm, I'm going like, to get freaked out by the next episodes because I guess, like, the whole monsters from Mars are, are now coming to Earth, whatever those things are. So that's going to yeah. be a problem. So that'll be one thing that they're, they're going to have to do for sure. And then based on someone that's in the cast, the character that they're playing, there's going to be one other storyline that they're going to do. And, and I think that's going to be the main two storylines for the rest of the season. And then I'm assuming you're going to find out Omni-Man's motivations by the end. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. They're probably going to leave a huge cliffhanger I, 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 for I'm afraid for, for Invincible's mom. I'm afraid for her. I, like, that's... She she suspects. And once once things go through, I do not think she's going to survive this. No. They can't fridge a woman. They can't do it. I see. I'm. I'm wondering. I mean, this is not any comment towards her, but I'm wondering what they're gonna do to really differentiate something from the comics to make people really be shocked. 
because in uh, the the one interview uh, with with Kirkman on on the ID Ten D podcast, he was saying that when he was younger, he went and saw the the Transformers movie in the theaters, and if anybody remembers that, the first fifteen moments, if you're like five or six years old, it's gonna traumatize the hell out of you because I know it traumatized me when I was a kid because this is the movie where they kill every character, like from Optimus Prime down. You know, you name them, they're, they're basically killed off in the first 15 minutes. And the reason that they did it is because they wanted to sell more toys, right? So you reintroduced new characters. That Now you have a whole new toy line. If you watch uh, The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, they run through basically like the whole rationale of it. Yeah. Rodimus, Rodimus Prime had more personality. Yeah, right, that, right I, Rodimus I, Prime I, and, and Ultra Magnus. That's where those guys got the know. head start. Or Optimus their, Prime was always such a stiff. I'm, uh, I'm like, you don't want to have a drink with him. Rodimus Prime, on the right. other hand, is like, right. yo. Rodimus Prime, yeah. you want to hang out. You want, that's your dude, bro. But what he was saying, what I thought was interesting, and if you read a lot of his stuff, you, you could see that he definitely applies this. It's people are going to go and watch something that they think is one thing, and then he's you, you're totally going to be uncomfortable and get hit with something else. And he tries to write that way. And if you read The Walking Dead, a lot of that, I mean, it, it got a little tiresome down the road because a lot of the good characters that you really really like that he killed off then when introduced new characters and you're like i'm just not into these new people as much there was a handful that were like really good but a lot of the main ones that were there from the beginning that were no longer there like towards the end it was kind of like ah that if that person was still here that would have been a little more interesting or you know miss those people and uh you know we'll just see where invincible goes and i'm i'm wondering if something like that's going to happen in the tv show well, it definitely subverted my expectations because I was starting to get a little worried that it was like, uh, it's gonna, it's just another like, run of the mill superhero thing, and it, and it, uh, it was uh, pleasantly surprising that it was, it's, it's, it's good and engaging. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is another run of the mill superhero thing. It has all the, it's, it's hitting all the story beats that we expect from superhero stories. It has familiar tropes of characters it has the one-to-one analogs of people but like i said they're doing a big juggling act with all these different types of stories um but it's all working really well like i don't feel like anybody's really wasted in the show even with such a huge cast um and it's funny so and that's, the funniest that's, that's is Rexplode. <laughs> Rexplode. What's his Jason what's Manzucas his power? His douchebaggy glory. Is it just like Gambit power where he just like throws explosives? Yeah, he makes explosions kind so of. So like I Gambit. Think. Yeah. Yeah, Gambit. basically. Oh, like and Gambit, when he fights yeah. when he fights the little girl. He gets his hands <laughs> I love Monster Girl. She's one of the one of my favorite characters in, in the whole She's uh, cool. I hope mm-hmm. we see more of her. <laughs> oh yeah, she, you're going to definitely get her for for sure. Awesome. For sure. The, the whole team. Yeah, the whole team that that they set up, they're, they're going to be heavily involved for sure. And we are Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. So, Ariani, we, we hear you're betraying us.
you're cheating on us with another committing yeah, adultery. Yeah, no, with another podcast. Never. How is it? What's happening here? <laughs> what podcasts are you on? So today, um, we're recording April 6th. Um, my friend Mariah, she dropped the first inaugural episode of her podcast, which is called Prague Save America, where we talked about in the first episode we talked about uh bruce springsteen the boss himself um you know he's he's definitely one of my favorite singers ever of all time and it's one of hers um so we talked about that for a little bit and and i was really glad to to do that um but if anybody out there is interested in a prog rock podcast if you're interested in that kind of music uh, definitely uh, listen, like, subscribe, uh, and you can follow on Twitter at Prague Save America. What, what's what's Prague Rock? Oh. Prague Rock, well, like, the, the, like yeah. Rush. Now that I know you're saying Prague Rock, you, you got me because I was thinking Prague, like the country, and I'm like, no, Springsteen's born in the USA, Jersey. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are you? I'm, are no, I'm you, just. You really don't I, know what Prague Rock what is. What I'm trying to do. No, I'm teasing. What I'm, I'm trying to you. do is get you to describe the uh-huh. kind trying of... To the, prog yeah, it out of you. <laughs> trying it to prog it out I'm trying to get you to talk about, like, what, you know, what's the, what the the concept of the podcast so people would know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, well we, we talk about, well, we, like I said, we talked the first episode about Bruce Springsteen. Um, she's also going to talk about Bob Dylan, but then also uh, prog rock things, you know. she uh, I know there's going to be an episode about rock flute. If people are are into that, <laughs> is that like the, the the Ron Burgundy equivalent of jazz flute? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, rock flute. Uh, if you guys J- are into Jethro Tull, Jethro Tull, Rush. Yes, right. There, see, that's what I was um, thinking. Like, guys... I, I don't see Bruce Springsteen as prog rock. He's not exactly prog rock, but he. Uh, neither is Bob right. Dylan. But we. Right. So when you said prog rock, and we... I'm like, what's prog rock? And I'm like like asia or yes right or you know what i mean or i mean yes and yeah, i was yeah, kind of yeah. confused but, for a second but yeah in any case um Prague save america is the show uh first episode is is on bruce nice. springsteen because me and mariah are are big fans um and we awesome. have a, a big mutual love for the boss so uh, and and I made a, a Spotify playlist okay. just for that too. So if you guys are are interested in in checking that out and and hearing me on that, uh, follow Prog Save America. Awesome. Hey hey hey. Cool. hey. And where can you where can we find it? Uh, wherever you listen to to podcasts. Your, your you favorite podcatcher. Uh, Spotify. Yes. <laughs> Spotify is is my favorite, um, but also Apple Music. Um, and I, th- I think. Hey, hey Anthony, uh, Anthony, Anthony. I'm not sure. Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. or Billy Joel? Pick one. I'm a Billy guy. I'm a Billy guy too. Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> Los Angelinos. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. No way. I, I also somewhere. like Billy. Bum, bum, bum. This can't go in the show. <laughs> this has to go in the show. But I also, I also like Billy Joel. I have seen Billy Joel live I, I, as well. I don't but... know Billy Joel as a human being. I think like Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Just see, I've never met either of them. But Bruce Springsteen's like seems like just like a better human being, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Why? Uh, Be- is it because Billy Joel's from I, I, Long I just, Island? I just like, 
every day and I open up the paper and I'm like, something's going to be something bad about Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> but but every, I mean, I every day, no, every day, just <laughs> he's like, oh, I hope the news uh, about Billy know, Joel doesn't. I know. Right. But uh, now it's me and my buddy Joel. Me, no, me and my buddy Joel. Who lives in LA? When when the first day, you know, one time he picked me up from uh, the airport, and we were listening to, like Los Angelinos with the car down. Go like, yeah, Los Angeles driving around LA. It was fun. Three you can't. <laughs> you <put> have to. <laughs> no, don't listen to him. This is utterly pointless. <laughs> you can put this at the end if you like, of us just talking about Billy <laughs> Joel. <laughs> but no, don't so don't remember... ruin don't ruin my promo with this piece. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is an answer. People yeah, are gonna listen because now I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah, tell yeah, them no when I was a kid. I remember uh, rocking the records. It was Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, and Born uh, in the USA by by Bruce Springsteen. Those were the two records that I remember. My parents that I, I used to love as a kid. Hell yeah, awesome. I can't hear into that. Um, oh, get that yawn uh, out of the way now. Yeah, High energy. Get right. it out of your system. And then. We're now, hey, 3.0, what's happening? And now we're going to do the... What up, what up? Hootie hoo. We're going to do the three, two, one, clap. There we go. All right, Anthony.